Hi, this is Delano from DelanoBound.com, also RopeDojo.com. This podcast is for adults 18 or older. Thank you for downloading episode 101. Got an email here from someone uh, who shot me an email via FetLife. Uh, I was listening to the last three episodes on a 24-hour flight from Paris to Australia via Shanghai. Besides making me really, <laughs> besides making me really horny during the flight which wasn't a good idea in hindsight. It was bizarre to listen to the podcast while watching a bunch of Chinese pound-down hamburgers at the Burger King in the Shanghai airport. Keep up the good work. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, her name out of it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sorry it made you... Um, am I sorry? That, no, I guess I'm not sorry uh, that it made you horny. I get people who email me uh, complaining that the podcast makes them horny while they listen at work. I, I don't know how to re- reply to it. The thing is, is that you could uh, listen to it while, you know, keeping your hand in a bucket of ice, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not sure how to solve that. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll try to... Definitely don't listen to this episode if you're worried about it making you horny, because this is one of the filthier, in a good way, episodes we've, we've ever had. Uh, Natasha Gornick, uh, who, by the way, is donating a photo shoot to the podcast. You can go to mastercast.com forward slash donate and you can see all the details. Uh, a photo shoot starring you. Maybe you uh, want some professional photos done. Maybe you want some erotic photos done. Uh, if you can, if you want to donate, I think it's $250 and that's uh, a steal at twice the price. So, uh, but yeah, she's she's back. Do not listen if, if you're worried you're going to get horny. Here you go. I'm probably nervous for this one. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was just as nervous for the last one, too. It just took a minute. I was nervous for the last one. Let's well, just roll with let's it. Let's just roll with it? Yeah. Now, this is this is kind of the... the Interesting. When I'm recording someone, normally, I haven't seen them since the last time I recorded them. Right. I was just thinking that, that, like, I see you guys all the fucking time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now we're just, like, hanging out... Can I say in the living room? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't expect to be like in this professional studio in, in yeah, midtown yes. Manhattan. Right. No, 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 like it's weird because we it, see each other all the time. So, so for me to say, how have you been? I'm saying that uh, proxy through the listener, right? Right, I'm doing right. it on behalf of the listener. So even though I know how you've been doing. Yes, I've been doing very well. Very well. Yeah. People were just amazed. I had emails. People were like, when you're going to have her back? <laughs> this is, you know... Uh, and a lot of people coming on how brave you were by using your real name. Oh. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to use your real name again this time? <laughs> or right now, you could come up with a different name. Foxy Malone. Right. AKA. Let's just go with Natasha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why stop now? Right. Uh, so uh, there is a little bit of housekeeping, a follow-up on an episode you weren't on but mm-hmm. it turns out you were involved with. Whatever are you talking about, uh, Max? So we had Mistress Widow on the show. And uh, those people who haven't heard it yet, they can use the search bar. There's been some question now. How do you find something on the site? <laughs> you can type in Widow, and it'll bring up Widow's episodes. You can listen to that. You listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me an email or a text saying, Holy shit. The guy with the eye... If those people don't know, basically Widow slapped a guy in the face and his eye popped out. Yeah, right before a video. Right before uh, recording a video. And you actually have an addendum to this story. I do, because I was the one who brought him down to find 
like a way to the eye infirmary <laughs> or to the hospital. <laughs> the eye infirmary. Right, right. I always think about that, like, First Avenue, doesn't it say, like, eye and ear infirmary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah so I've I, been there. I think that's where he was going, too. Unless there's, like, a, so like a Hasidic eye infirmary that <laughs> I don't be. know about. He was but a yeah. Hasidic gentleman. He was, yeah. So you were in the room, were you in the room when it happened? When the, when the eyes popped out? No. So I was in the room, brought the video camera, and then I left to go to get the lights. And within that time, like four and a half minutes of grabbing two stands and two lights, an eye popped out. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk in and Widow's face has, there is absolutely no blood left in it. <laughs> she is pale and she looks... Frightened, <laughs> and I have never seen Widow look frightened. And this is her name is Widow for Christ's sake. Like her, and on her face, it was this will be my undoing. <laughs> and then I look and see the we'll call him video slave. Right. What do we call him? Eyeball guy. Yeah, sure. Let's call him eyeball guy. And Horny he has dude. his hand over his eye, and he's like, my eye, my eye. Oh my god. Oh my god. My eye. My eye. My eye. Is he Eastern so, European? He's he's Hasidic. Okay. So they, I did the the, the the New York. Oh, the New York Hasidic accent. Sure. Yes, exactly. So he, um, widow leaves, and I'm like, "Fuck! What are we gonna do? We've got to get this guy to the hospital." And he keeps talking about, you know, the, the eye surgery in the hospital and how he's gonna be in trouble, and nobody can find out. Nobody can find out, Natasha. Nobody can find out. Right. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, let's go." So it is mid January or February. It is freezing outside. And I am in a state of distress, so I don't put on a jacket. He's putting on his nightgown and his black pants and his long everything, yeah. his hat. And, you know, it takes him, like, three and a half minutes to get this all on. And we rush down the street. And uh, it's a pretty busy street right there in Tribeca. And nobody will pick him up. And it was right out of a movie. It was, like, 9 p.m., really dark, freezing. The wind could not be traveling faster. Right. And I'm not really feeling this yet because I'm just so freaked out that this guy is going to, you know, he's holding his eyeball in his hand. Yeah. And, like, we keep, like, waving down taxis, waving down taxis, and they'll stop. And it was right out of a fucking movie. They literally stop, and then they look, they squint their eyes with both of their hands, like, ten and two on the steering wheel and see, like, who he is. And they're, they're like, no! And they go, ah! And they, like, screech off. And this happens, like, three times. I don't, okay, I, I, I... I didn't know that, that taxi cabs avoided picking up Hasidic Jewish people. I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> until until this happened. Yeah. And it was really interesting for me because I'm like, wow, people are just not stopping. Like, what's, go what's going on here? So we're down there for at least 20 minutes and he's freaking out and the wind is whipping and I can barely hear him. And again, it's like out of a movie. And finally, like a fellow Hasid pulls up in a blue minivan and I have to pretend like I don't know him. He's like, go over there, go over there, you know, and the guy is kind of pulling up and I have to like stand, which is totally bizarre because this guy has his eyeball in his hand, pretty much. It's not all the way out. He's No, no, I'm exaggerating. Not, right. If you have to listen to the episode with Widow to understand it. It's halfway right. out, but he's he's still covering it to protect it. He's in he he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. Bad things are happening with his eye. So he gets into the um minivan and drives off and then it finally three things occur to me. A I'm freezing. Yeah. Be like, is there some sort of racism or bigotry going on in the streets? Right, like right, nobody's right. picking him up. Yeah. And see, like, just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So I go back up and 
it was crazy. You know, a couple of days go by and I leave a message on his voicemail just to make sure he's doing okay and I don't hear from him for about a week or so. And then I get the call and it's, hey, I'm, I'm doing okay now and, and I would like to know. I, I, but I deserve free session now. I deserve free session. Could you please have her, you know, free session, have Widow get a hold of me. Right. And I, it was at that point that I lost like any sort of sympathy I had for the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Free session now because you didn't tell her. Right. Um, I forgot to mention I had eye surgery yesterday, but I really like face slapping. Right. Wasn't that kind of the yeah exactly the juxtaposition? Yeah, it's just creepy and weird. Yeah. yeah, he had come in for a video before and he wanted the same thing from um, the dom, and I think she smacked him. I, it nothing happened, or maybe this is pre eye surgery. Pre eye surgery, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't really good on video anyway, so it worked out just fine. He wasn't. He was. Uh, Expand well, a successful it. video slave is someone who shows reaction. Right. It is for an audience. You know, they are getting a session pretty for free. Yeah. We right. had a lot of regulars who stopped coming in for paying sessions because they just became video, video slaves. Video slaves, exactly. But right. this guy, like, he just, he stayed really quiet. He could handle a lot, but it was just, like, silence. And it's not like he was buffing hot or anything. No, 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 no. And if you could smell unattractiveness, <laughs> or how could I put this, like... It, he was smelly. He had a. He did not. He was not a friend of the shower. It was just. He was just not a good video slave all around. Right. Yeah. So sorry about your eye guy, but it's because of him that they didn't install smellovision <laughs> on, on the videos there. Exactly. There's a lot of things that happen to you. I mean, happen to us, but also happen to you that make for really good stories. And you seem to, even though at that point, maybe you were saying, "What the fuck." You don't seem to dwell on on things in your life. You just kind of seem... That's sort of your MO. You kind of just take things as they come and... Where does the numbing come from? Do you think it just... You're just like, uh, that happened. I'm on the next I've just always kind of been that cat. Yeah. But is it numbing or is it that you process it all in a particular way, whether it's through your writing, through your blog, or through your art? And so whatever comes, you process it in some fashion. Mm. And then... is. Isn't that the equivalent of being able to get over it? You've processed it, so, you know, when you're done processing, then you're able to move on. But I wouldn't call her a very numb person. No, no, no. I wouldn't, yeah, numb, I don't think I'm numb, because I have emotion and feeling and regret and sorrow and happiness and, you know, all of the things that come with an experience. One thing I've noticed, though, is that is that things will happen to you, good or bad, and you react to them appropriately... But whereas, like, if some things, some things you've been through, I know myself included and others, something would happen to you and that would affect that person for weeks, maybe months later, but you were like, regardless, you're like, all right, what's next? Onward and upward. I always thought that was really strange. That, that other people that, dwell? That would affect or dwell, yeah, or, or I, you know, whether it be, I don't know, right. experience I had with someone and then, like, right, a week later, they'll talk about it, like, oh my god, da, 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 and I think that's awesome. I just think it's really interesting. I look at it and I'm like, wow, I just didn't think about it that way at all. Yeah. I appreciate that she doesn't panic. We got we missed our connecting flight in London this summer. So you guys went and to there, Prague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was just no panic, no hatred, no nothing. Just walk from this desk to this desk. All right, here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Well, tell us. We're talking about Prague. How was Prague? Beautiful. <laughs> It is such a gorgeous city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just beautiful. I just want to lick it. <laughs> Do you remember the, the colors of the buildings? Absolutely. They, they were, were like sherbet. Gorgeous. Clean. 
even when old and decaying, they were just stunning and beautiful and well kept. It was marble sidewalks oh, everywhere. That's right. Marble sidewalks, yeah, it was a really beautiful city. It was fun to write about too, mm. and we we both created a lot of art through the experience. Yeah, and we didn't do anything kinky. No, so it might be a really sexy city, but we have no idea. I was just gonna say, I, I yeah, I was I wanted to call it sexy, but I don't even know if it is or was. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it, it was a different experience. Well, that was the thing that, that's kind of surprising because whenever I think of Prague, I think of porn. I think of porn, I think mm. of crazy sex town, I, th- I think that of, if you want to go have a crazy experience with, that's your M.O., you like to go to a town and have an experience, right? Yeah. We went, or um, we, both of us looked on FetLife too, like in the groups, like mm-hmm. a prog forum, and there's, we, I didn't find anything. Well, yeah. I think maybe nothing after, really worth. I mean, there used to be Otherworld Kingdom, but now that's gone, right. so maybe there's just nothing now. Everybody... Well, maybe, People are too busy having crazy sex to post on that life. Maybe they go to Germany. Maybe they true. go to Germany. This or Vienna. Vienna seems to be where it's at, too. Vienna is a kinky camp. place? I was going to go to Vienna after Prague, and, yeah, the forums were, like, blowing up. Right. Yeah, there's lots of things mm. going on there. Like what? Do you, do you remember anything particular? I remember the one place called the Smart Cafe. That seemed to be, like, the place to be to meet people. And then just lots of people getting a hold of me being like, maybe an orgy. <laughs> How about a private photo shoot? I mean, right, that right. to me is, you know, it's cool. But I didn't get that in Prague. But Prague was interesting because going with Saad, you know, I totally thought we were going to have some, like, wild, crazy, or at least you'd watch me have some wild, crazy, sexy experience. And then, I don't know, it just turned into something different. It become uh, more of exploratory or something? Or? It was just, no, it like, was just, hanging out. It's the same thing our Catskill trips are, even though... People have invented wild, crazy sex stories about our Catskill trips together, but we always just go and make art and talk, and we become total bohemians. Well, yeah, Natasha my, had my a different look on her face when... Prague. Natasha had a different... <laughs> yeah, that's right. It did die in Prague. <laughs> my vibrator not only died, it killed everything with it at the same time. And I was time. in the shower when this was happening, and I was like... I don't know, I was having a, maybe I was having a sexy time in the shower. We were both having sexy times in, like, separate rooms. Exactly what the audience wants to hear, right? And also, it was, like, lubing, or la- not lubing, but lathering up, which is kind of like a lube. Sure. And I was like, wow. It just went, like, dark. Oh, because you shorted out the, you shorted your Hitachi out. And all I heard so they, in the, from the other room was, like, damn, Hitachi, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Nah, she didn't bring her Atachi with her. No, she didn't. And so I'm just continuing in the dark and silence, <laughs> washing everything off, not in really feeling so sexy anymore. <laughs> I got I got an email from her saying, I'm so fucking horny. Uh, that my Hitachi w- w- is out of kilter or whatever. Six days is a long time. Hey, listen, I, was, I was really a- fucking horny too. Yeah. Some other things have happened in your pat. I want to visit because you have... You have we had drinks recently. We were at your in in your backyard. Unfortunately, Saad was not feeling well. Mm. But after a few drinks, you started admitting things and talking about things that I wrote down, because I I, I specifically so I could record hearing more about it. And I, in fact, I even didn't want more details because I wanted to hear the details when there was a microphone in front of you. Mm-hmm. One of the things you mentioned was being a hanger. <laughs> that was said after a lot of wine. Yes. <laughs> What's, what what's a hanger? So a hanger is uh, a small Tasha, 
a younger Tasha. I just I have this technique of masturbating because I've been masturbating since a really young age, and maybe I even had like a I was a, a compulsive masturbator actually, and I had this way of like positioning my body on the corner of a ledge or a countertop and being able to hang. And could do it within like fifteen to thirty seconds flat. Have a little Holy clitoral. Shit. So you're rubbing awesome. up against the, the edge mm-hmm. quickly, right? Quickly and like you mean like you're like vibrating your arms. I'm holding my arms and my I'm I'm cupping my hands to the the ledge. Right. Do you need to demonstrate on the? No, on the it's couch? too embarrassing. <laughs> Too embarrassing. Although okay. I have fantasies of doing it in front of people and maybe one you did day. it on my leg. Yeah, but I wasn't hanging. I was humping. Yeah. Well, There's we'll get to, we'll hang to we'll get to we'll get to you humping her leg later. Can That's we an, call it grinding? Actually, yeah, let's yeah, just let's go ahead and call grind. it grinding. Yeah, Way boys hump. Boys grind. hump. Or little girls hump their pillows. You know, when they're younger. Right. Or thirty-five-year-old women when they are in a pinch. Do you do do you still hang? From time to time, I pull it out. There yeah. have been times when I'd be at work, and I would be really horny. So I would have to hang. I'd have to go to the bathroom and just get it out really quickly. Well, what amazed me is that after this, when it would come up in conversation or something like that, hey, let's get let's get together and hang. When when <laughs> when either she I said it or or one of you two said it, I mean I mean I would think to myself, what does she mean? No, no, she means the modern day colloquialism of just hanging out. It's actually my mother's fault, or I shouldn't say fault, but my mother coined it. She, hanging because she, she would catch me all the time and it would leave like an imprint of my jeans or my pants on my my hand because i'd have so much pressure on right. like the tops of my hands and she would actually say like were you hanging again <laughs> so she knew what you were doing she knew what i was doing right. yeah and what did she say she just you would say yes did she say anything? Well, i was or? really embarrassed of it right and i actually don't think she should have asked me that question but what do you think so she knew you were masturbating by hanging onto something. Mm-hmm. Did she say, "Nice girls don't do that," or what did she say? No, she. Because really, th- Natasha, nice girls don't do that. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, no, she just would like it was almost like a shaming technique. Oh. It was like a because why else would you ask your daughter that? Why embarrass? It was like an embarrassing thing. It was like were you? And she'd look at my hands and. Actually, I did it recently, and I looked down at my hands. I had to get one out really quickly. And it's no longer a hang, because I'm tall. Yeah. You know, when I was a little girl, I could easily, like, you know, hang in the air. Right. But now it's it's not... So it's more of, like, a lean and a grind, right? Not hump, but grind against the hands. And I saw imprints, and I was like, oh, my God, this totally takes me back to, like, a time where right, my right. mom would say that to me. And that's fucked up, Mom. But clearly it didn't work. I mean, her shaming didn't work. You don't feel shame. What do you mean? Well, it was maybe an act of rebellion, too. Yeah. You this know, she would be like, what is that? You know, don't do that. And then I'd think in my head, well, what do you mean, don't do that? I'm going to do it even more now. <laughs> I mean, it must be really strange. Like, what do you do when you're a parent and you see your child doing this? Like, I remember the first time I realized that I shouldn't be doing this publicly. That didn't stop me. But the first time I realized, I was really young. I had to have been, like, five or six. And I was humping the pillow like on the couch and it was at my grandma's house and people were passing by like my aunts were passing by my mom probably not my mom but like my aunts and my grandma and they were like laughing at me 
And I just remember going to town, right? I'm really young. I don't know any better. Yeah, whatever, whatever age that was. And um, them just, I remember them laughing at me. And I remember thinking in my head, like, I didn't stop, but I, I thought in my head, like, hmm, maybe this isn't something you do, like, right. in front of people. Yeah. Something everybody does, but generally alone for the first 20 years of their life. It's like right. pooping. It's like pooping or, or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but a five-year-old doesn't necessarily poop alone. No, that's true. You're... And for a second, are we going to debating making that the title of this episode? But maybe not. Poop? Uh, no, a five-year-old doesn't necessarily poop alone. <laughs> but I think that would be kind of confusing to me. Um, yeah. You also mentioned uh, in your drunken, excuse me, in your slightly lubricated state, um, teaching, trying to teach a girl to masturbate in elementary school. Well, I just remember telling her how, like, my technique. Right. And how to do it. Well, so, but how did this come up in conversation? Do you remember? I, I just have patches of memory, because that was a long time ago. Sure. Uh, but it was something along the lines of, now just lay on your stomach, put your head in the pillow. I probably didn't use the word suffocate, but I, and whatever, I, I don't remember telling her to like hump, but I'm sure I told her to put like a stuffed animal or a bunny rabbit by that area, and then to go to town and then to scream into the pillow really loud. Which does not. She on you know what? Your do, parents were just like, oh, Jesus. So, so she's she's taking a pillow and just going. Ah. No, it was more like. Right. Like that. It, but I remember like suffocation was a part of it. Right. And then like just that feeling of like being kind of claustrophobic and closed off. Right. And and then that's how you could that, that's how you do what I do. That's how you make, how you. And make then I just remember good. like the next day or whenever she she like she came back with the results. She's like, my mommy said that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know. So I, again, I felt like some shamed. I've been shamed all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But no, I said. But you didn't. You just said, hey, this is how you feel good, and this is how you make yourself feel good, and. Screaming to a pillow while putting a rabbit down your by your crotch. Yeah. That's really interesting. Not much has changed. Because <laughs> I use a rabbit all the time. Right. It's a different kind, right? Right, exactly. Right. Oh, Cinderella in the closet. That was another thing from the lubricated... You said you mm -hmm. used to fantasize about Cinderella being tied up in your closet? Those are my first S&M fantasies. Was I, I remember I, I would masturbate to the thought of Cinderella being in my closet. Like, I held her captive. And she was tied up. And I would also think about Han Solo, because this is around <clears throat> like the, the Star Wars era, uh, being strangled. I like the idea of him being strangled and then trampled on, actually. By, like, by uh, monsters trampling on him? or uh, Stormtroopers, right. Ewoks, what have you. <laughs> just whoever. I just really like the idea of him again like this. Were you, be, were you strangling him? Or someone else was strangling him? I'd, I was always watching. Right. Oh, which is very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. It was always me as like the third party watching this all go down. And afterwards, she grabs one of the Ewoks and rubs one out. Right, right. exactly. And screams into an Ewok. Right. And screams, <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, so Cinderella being captured, did you do anything to her? I'm curious because no. when I was young, I would get captured. They wouldn't do anything to me. They'd just capture me. And I'd be tied up. And that would be it. And then they're like, well, we've done that. 
you know? Yeah. Is, is it, kind of it was exa- It was like, I just enjoy the thought of her being in my, like, she was mine. She wasn't necessarily even mine. It wasn't like I was dominant over her. I just like the idea of her being in my closet, tied up. I saw her hands as tied up. Yeah. And I also remember playing um, Return of the Jedi. Remember the scene where Princess Leia is wearing that really like sexy, sassy outfit? The sex, the, this job the Slave Leia, yeah. Yeah, Slave Leia. And then I think there's like a rope, or maybe I'm yeah, combining. Yeah, there's a chain that, she, that she's attached to. Jabba has a chain attached to her neck. But her. after that, when she is rescued by Luke, I don't know if I'm combining the first and the second Star Wars, or the fourth and the sixth, whatever. Right. But you know how they swing off the swing ship. Off, yeah, do that they swing the off first, the ship in yeah. the third as well? Or the, the well, Return yeah, of the Jedi? Well, yeah, they swing off onto their escape uh, little sand right. hover mm. buggy. So yeah. I had a babysitter who was a few years older than I was. And again, this is when I was like six or seven. And we would play this like that. We'd reenact that scene, but just that scene. And I would wear like a, whatever I had that looked like that, right? Probably like two pillow cases and like a tie. And I just remember like sitting really pretty and submissive. And then she would come and, she, and we would pretend like we were swinging. Right. And swing over. And we would just reenact literally that that action over and over and over again and there was something that really got me off about it really mm-hmm. being like rescued being or rescued something. Yeah. but also being extremely submissive and looking really girly right why do you think cinderella and not some other disney character um well she was kidnapped and held captive multiple times was yeah. she yeah cinderella? she gets she gets locked in her room or maybe oh, by her stepsisters. Right. Yeah. Around the same time that I saw Cinderella. Oh, could be. So that that could be. You you mentioned you used to do stuff as a kid too, right? But most of it was like capturing or making people do stuff, right? Yeah. I'd make people do ridiculous and slightly painful but not harming things. But I wonder if that's why... Sticking penises into anthills. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if this is. I wonder if this is why. What did you say? Sticking penises? What? Into ant hills. You made people stick their penises into ant hills. Texas fire ant. Oh hills. well, that's good. Hey, you Three know what this ant hill needs? How did you that, convince? That was not harmful. It hurts, but it's not going to kill you. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Your dick's not going to fall off. Well, it, so one would assume. You didn't. You, hold on. You were a kid. You didn't investigate this. Your finger doesn't fall off when it gets bit. Why would your penis? Yeah, Logic. I, this is true. And yeah. besides, one of my favorite films, uh, The Emerald Forest, was one of my favorite films. And part of the rites of passage for him to grow up or be considered a man in the tribe was to like go onto this really god-awful, get bitten all over your body by thousands of ants for hours on end yeah. and come out of it. Oof. So... You thought the penis would be fine. Yeah. Right. But You're like, if they can do it, I can do it. Or like, you can do it. It's just your penis. It's not even your whole body. Take and I'm it asking easy. you to do it for a few minutes. I, was talk- I could see you using that too, and it probably worked to like coerce them. Oh, be come, a on. Man. come on. This is your rite of passage. Right. You'll be a man afterwards. But I, I, <laughs> so we just took a brief break so we could turn the air conditioner on a little bit. And you, I was getting stuff set up, and you said to Saad, uh, do you like Shape Magazine? And I thought you said, do you like Shaved Magazine? And then you said that's an actual thing. Yeah. I think I know what it, it, it's... Women shaving each other? What is it? What's, what's Shaved Magazine? Yeah, it's either just women shaving themselves alone, 
or showing off their shaved pussies, or scenes where women are shaving each other. And both my dad and myself, because I would steal it from my dad and hide it under my bed, loved it. He, he did, did, you have, did you have a brother? Yeah, I had um, three brothers, three sisters. Oh, I wonder had. how often your brothers got them. Why are you just taking my shaved magazine and you're over there? In the- <laughs> well, they were really young. My one brother was in college, and then my younger brothers were like five and six. But so I doubt they... Well, then again, at five and six, I was masturbating. <laughs> That's true. Cinderella locked up in my closet, right. so... <laughs> We're advanced sexually. I, I was wondering, though. I was, I, my, I was curious that if Shave Magazine was just pictorials of women shaving other women, the biggest problem with this is that, A, you can only use one model once, unless she comes, she, you have to wait for her to grow it back. Uh, but that just takes, like, maybe a week before you can yeah. see the hair behind a good lather. Ooh. That was so sexy. <laughs> and who cares? Yeah, this is true. Same model, different model, throw a wig on it. Do you think they use... It. Do you think they use... A Merkin? Do you think they use Merkins? Do you think they use Merkins, maybe? I didn't see, but who knows? Because they, they would say, like, she's really good, but there's only one problem. She's already shaved. And they're like, it's all right, we'll have a stunt bag. She had laser. No. Right, right. But back in the day, there was no, no laser. Right. This yeah. was like... It was... This is what you did, is you got together with your really hot 16-year-old or 18-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. And you guys shaved each other in your parents' bathroom. Yeah. I well, mean, that's what's not how to you love. rolled back right. then. That's how, it, that's how it worked. I remember... I would hang to shaved. <laughs> 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 I, re- I remember uh, as a kid, like the very first, uh, um, uh, the very first porn I saw, and there was all these women with giant bushes... And I remember just thinking, I don't see what... I mean, I remember thinking their bodies were attractive, but I remember thinking that that is not a place I want to go. I, I was not... I was you know like, what I was intrigued that by? That is not a place I'd want right. to go. And then I saw... And then I remember, it's the mysterious forest. And then I saw... <laughs> no pun intended. Right. And totally then I, pun intended. I remember seeing, like, in another magazine, years later, I remember seeing a shaved vagina. Way different. And I was like, oh, I can... I can work with this. This is uh, this is re- this is very appealing for me because it just hair. I think has always just been uh, you know, unattractive. Maybe I just instinctively, even not knowing that there was such thing as giving a woman oral sex, maybe I just instinctively knew that that's going to get caught in a tooth or something. Or but you know, visually it, it can look really cool because I remember remember Emmanuel, those yeah. porns. The women had a lot of hair, but it wasn't an overabundance. But it was definite bush. It was unshaved, and I loved when. A woman was eating another woman out, or a guy was eating a woman out, and it got glistening. The pubic hair got mm. all glistening from like the cum and the, 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 just the saliva. And I loved how that looked, and it looked so soft. And you knew something really secret was hidden under there because I had one. Yeah. So I knew. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so all of it, it was perfect. It was like a, um, you know, it was like innuendo, innuendos, but being extremely explicit. I specifically innuendo. I, I do remember specifically seeing one of my er, the earliest porn movies where the guy pulled out and he jacked off on the woman's bush, and I remember just and, and it would and would just get stuck in the hair, and I remember just for some reason I was like, that's just not that's just not uh, that's that's really close to being what I want, but it's not really what I want. I remember thinking that. Do you think this has anything to do with your personal preference to be shaved? Do you like to be shaved? He's been rather begrudgingly 
allowing himself some trimmed bush for the last three and a half years. And then she burned it off recently. So it's like really... I like to be shaved for two reasons. One, it doesn't feel... It's almost like if I don't shave my face for so long, my face really irritates and it's just like... Uh, it feels like someone is pulling my face or something like that. And the same thing goes with just above my pubic bone or, or below my pubic bone. When I, if it's if there's hair there, it always feels a little itchy. It always mm-hmm. feels a little, and also it feels less sensitive. You, that's it, when you're shaved, the sensitivity levels. Right. Oh, how they rise. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why I like it too. And also, it just I just feel cleaner. I feel I just feel cleaner that way. So that's probably why I've never had a tattoo either because I just. Well, why would you mess with perfection? But then again, she just messed with perfection. And I got nipple piercings now, so... Oh, that's right. Uh, and how's that going? Sawed an axe. Wait, uh, <laughs> I recently created an alt profile for us, which I immediately regretted that decision the very second I did. And I was going through the profile, and I was like asking her questions, and I, and I, was, like, I was going through, and it said, questions for him. Height, 6'2". Anyway, what I went through. And then I, there, there was two questions I wasn't sure of. One was the... I didn't know what my penis, If is it average length, girth? I didn't know, that's why I had to ask her that. And then I was going through the body piercings, or it said, do you have body piercings? And I, it said no, and I went, oh, wait a minute, I do now, this is very interesting. <laughs> the first time in his life he's checked off body mods. Right, right body, body mods. But mod. not a PA. Not a PA. Not yet. Something I had uh, a question for you about is, is, is financial slavery. Or financial domination. You have experience with this. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of experience with it. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly just one person? Not even mostly. It is just one person. How does that work? I mean, how did you... How, what is the appeal for him, do you think, to constantly be helping you out with trips and vacations? and? I think just think he's a very generous man. He's very attracted to me. I, I'd like to think that he's attracted to the fact that I'm really utilizing what is being given to me. Mm-hmm. And making a push and a go to further my art, to further my career, to further the lives of others, things like that. So I think on one hand it's that, and I think on the other hand he's fucking submissive. He is under the spell, and he wants me to be totally happy, and when I'm really happy it gets him off. But it also seems like everything that he's sent you money for has been something that's sort of practical. In a way, it's, well, he's, philanthropy is a big part of his life. Yeah. And I actually look at him as the patron of my arts. Like, he's a patron. Yeah. Because I'm sure that things like this were going on, too. I mean, I'd like to think that every artist has some sort of kinky nature behind them. <laughs> and that a patron, it, it would be not only, like, you know, I give this to you, but there's, like, this level of naughty. Yeah. I just like that how that sounds more. So how did this relationship start? How did this... He came into town, and I had my... Um, business cards in this erotic uh, place in Williamsburg called Shag. It's like an erotic boutique. And he asked me to do a photo shoot with him. He was really into exhibitionism, and it was his first hand at BDSM professionally. So he um, paid me to photograph him taking off his clothes and putting on, like, various items on his, over his penis, like a shell, the crab, a crab shell. Or things like that, and we really got into it, and I got off on it, and he got off, and he ended up shaving himself. Speaking of shaved magazine, <laughs> it all comes together. Yeah. And um, it was just a really good experience, both photographically, artistically, sexually, kink- kinkily. Yeah. And so, I mean, how does one even broach the subject, or did you know that he was just... 
did he bring up the fact like hey i would like to help you out financially no. on your adventures or kind of he it was more like well here's some extra money for the next photo shoot oh you need this for your photo shoot well here's a little extra money and then it just naturally progressed it was very organic and actually he trained me to be way more dominant than when we started mm -hmm. so i just it was just natural I mean, how did you overcome... I imagine you had a little bit of guilt for getting something... I had a lot of bit of guilt. Yeah. And it hasn't fully gone away, and I've actually had to seek therapy for it. I thought really? it was really important if it, to be in this profession to also be able to speak your mind freely to someone for an hour. It really is You're helpful. talking about the podcast now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do, should we, do you want to talk about maybe how the situation has changed and it's no longer ha happening for you, or...? Well, it just kind of took its course and it ended and it was time for me to like take everything that I learned from it Yeah. and just fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, all the tools are there now at this point in the game. You mean, so you, I mean, you have the tools you need to become successful as an artist. Uh, he helped you out financially to get like the right equipment and all this other stuff. Exactly. It's all just, it just fell into place. But now that that's over, I mean, obviously I would think the, the, the fact that you used the money for practical things like equipment. You weren't you weren't just you weren't doing the National Lampoon European vacation, you know, uh, where you're going from store to store trying on a whole bunch of different outfits and coming out with giant bags. Were you or? Oh, yes, I was. Oh, really? There were days like that. <laughs> this was a serious. Um, this was a Tasha. I want you to be successful in every way, sort of relationship, yeah. and you have to look good too. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that was part of it, too. He lived vicariously through me. He got off on, like, being used. You know, it was authentic, but it was also a touch of role-play going on. So I feel like whenever I was shopping, it was role-play. Yeah. I turned into this princess bitch who was spending all of my money, quote-unquote, yeah. you know, and he just had to, like, sit there and wink it yeah. while I did this. It's uh, extremely people, gratifying. Those people, this is why one day we should have the Massacast video where you could see t t Natasha go wank it and then do the jerking <laughs> hand motion. Yeah. So now that that's changed, though, uh, do you miss it? Um, yeah, I do. I do. It's a little more freeing because I felt like I didn't have to try as hard when yeah. I had him like full time in my life. Yeah. And now I do. And trying is a really good fucking thing because it takes you places. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, like, the perfect time. I mean, I miss talking to him as much. I mean, that's natural. You know, I lost a friend and mm -hmm. a submissive, but... Would you entertain the idea of having someone in your life like that again? I always entertain the idea yeah. of having someone like that in my <laughs> right. life again. I think all women do. Yeah. And I've tried my hand, you know, a couple of times since, and it, there's just not a good fit yet. I'm not just going to do it to, to, like, gain money. It has to be the right vibe and the right yeah. mix. Yeah. I'm in a good place now. It's not, it's not necessary for me to jump into a new one. Right. I think also it... Uh, I, I have no idea. I've never fetishized financial slave or anything like that, but I imagine the fact that he could see the results of his slavery in your artwork, in your travels. Yeah. Well, I thank him for a lot of, like, everything. The blog pretty much exists due to him. Right. Because I started writing about these things, and it was a good way, a good outlet for me to, like, let him see and read all of my experiences, and I was enjoying it so much as well. So it was a totally selfish act in the beginning. I was, like, just doing it for me. And then people started reading it, and I was like, oh, okay, well... I'll do it for other people too. Am I 
style changed a little bit, and then I, you know, kind of forgot about that again and went back, back right back into my own style, and this is where it's at now. And so he can still read it forever, even though the relationship has changed, he can see, like, the fruits of my success. I mean, it sounds like, because whenever I've thought of financial slavery in the past, whenever I've heard other examples of it, it didn't sound healthy to me. Yeah, me neither, up until this one. Yeah. Probably all of the guilt, too, that I had for a long time. Yeah. Because you just don't know, and you think about their personal lives. I mean, there's a lot at stake there. And there's also a lot at stake in terms of, like, I hate, I'm just going to say reputation. You know, at one point my aunt was, like, because I was traveling mm -hmm. once a month. And not just to, like, Atlanta or Boston. I was going to fucking Kenya, mm -hmm. India, all of Europe, you mm -hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, so are you a prostitute? <laughs> and they qualified I, out and asked you? Yeah, my Aunt Debbie, and she's she's pretty. She's my Aunt Debbie. <laughs> because, I love her. Because she's there's so many crass. highfalutin <laughs> clients in Kenya that you're going to see. She just didn't understand, yeah. and at first I was offended and like, no, I'm not a prostitute. How could you say that? And then she was like, well, we just don't know. We don't we don't know what BDS or S and M is. You know, yeah. they didn't even know what BDSM that term is. Yeah. You know, like we're not sure if you're having sex or not. And I was like, oh wait a second, okay, and yeah, never mind. So you know, there was that too. But then I stopped giving a fuck about that once the, once the, um, the, the fear went away or the guilt. So did you explain it to them, to Aunt Debbie? Once it ended, I started explaining it more because I didn't feel comfortable fully talking about it too yeah. much out of respect. And now they totally understand now? or, or Well, she, I don't know if she totally understands, right. but I'm, she understands, know, I'm pretty open about it. She understands what, what it's all about. Yeah. Do, okay, what, what, do you want to talk about Easter then? Well, I was just going to mention the alt.com profile that you put up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I read the FetLife profile that you guys put up. And at first I was like, am I getting kicked out of the bedroom? <laughs> I read it and I was like, totally taken aback. And I felt oh, so well, shamed again. The well, theme of my life. No, hold on, hold on. We should, let, let's address this right now and then we can go yeah. to how this whole thing started. Okay. I need an explanation. Okay. You're single and looking. And, and so since we support you dating, and because I have so many explicit fantasies regarding female submissives, and I love our Easter's, I will, I would keep our Easter's forever, but I think that might be horribly selfish of me, and I don't think I could be friends with your future husband while <laughs> lying to him about <laughs> the threesomes that we engage in. I would feel, I would feel terrible if we had to lie about that. So I thought it's it might be, night. it might be a prudent time for me to uh, shop for the female slave that I want to add to the stable and like, you know, do body mods and just really explicit well, DS I, with. I want to yeah, say too, I, I want to say, I want to say something for that, that even in the profile that she makes, she mentions you. She does. She does. She says, we have a very close friend, but um, because we have this friendship and also the fact that she's looking elsewhere, it does not allow for frequent play. It doesn't allow for, you know, it doesn't, because, just whatever. I wouldn't feel comfortable owning you. I think that might fuck with our friendship or the future of it. I think it would be fine for the time being, but when that ended, I think it could be confusing and difficult in a whole different way. Mm. The level of ownership that I want to exert over somebody, I want it to be life-changing for all of us, even if it's not a permanent lifetime relationship. But I do want it to be that life-altering for all of us. And I know that And she, I want you to have that. And, and I know she wants she that. wants to be able to play. She she wants to play a lot with uh, you know, she wants a lot of Easter's basically, right? She basically wants a lot of Easter's, right? 
and uh, and that's just not feasible in where you are in your life, right? Yeah, it's totally true. So it's definitely what she even says in there. She says, "While we would love to." I think she even used the word frustrating, like like even though it's it's great, it's just infrequent, fr- frustratingly so. I think was the phrase that she used. So it's not that at all. It's not that you're being kicked out. I even said to Sada, I said, "Do you think Tasha's gonna feel like we don't have any interest in playing with her when she reads this?" And she's like, "No, she's fine." And look with this, I was right. <laughs> Talking about this for ages. She's there, there, there have been several instances where I read into something that she was maybe just too horned up to even pay attention to. I don't know. That I this is why we're a good couple, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you're my editor. So <laughs> So do you, do you Well it's been a lovely run. Well this, it's not over it's yet. Not over yet. Not over There's yet. Still Easter, we have Easter three. We have the bat signal, we, have, we can talk about that. Her birthday's too far away. Right. So Bad let's signal. Should we talk about how this, how this started? Yes. So I lost my uh, my voice cracked there for a second. It's the <laughs> I thought my voice would get lower with nipple piercings. It would be pulling down. You're pulling extra a weight. Peter Brady. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so uh, I lost my virginity to two women on an Easter Sunday, and we had and you had heard how this happened or whatever and and how. Yeah, we could just say that it was your greatest shame. No, it wasn't you my had, greatest shame. You had a lot of regret about. I that. had a lot of regret about it, just because right. of how it went, how I handled it after. I mean, as soon as the as soon as I had finished my orgasm, I was like, I gotta get out of here, just because I didn't know what to do in you my defense. You hadn't even pulled out yet. I, I had to. Oh, it was really bad. bad. I lost my virginity. It was just go. an awkward because it was with a. It was with two friends, and it was just. It was with two friends. It was just really, it was an uncomfortable, and I feel regret of how I handled it. I feel regret that it didn't, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't hot. I mean, it was more awkward than hot, right? So years later. Years later, Saad and I are sitting at the dinner table, and this is like uh, a couple weeks before Easter, and she says, you know, we could, she was, you know, Easter's coming up. I said, um, yeah, yeah, it is. She was, maybe we could recreate your your situation, you know, your redo, redo. you could do have a redo. I said, that sounds, that sounds great. Now keep in mind, this is her idea. I want to say that. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for right. since he told me. And, and I have a story to say before this. And, and, and she says, uh, she says, well, maybe we could recreate it. I said, yeah, but how are we going to find? And before I can even finish that sentence, she says, what about Natasha? <laughs> And she said it so non-casually, not like, hmm, let me think for a moment. <laughs> Who do we know that... No, she just comes up, not about Natasha. Clearly, she had been putting some thought into this. Well, the night before, two nights before, I host a ladies' night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as usual, Saad and I are hanging out, and she had been talking about how she wanted to recreate your Easter. Uh-huh. And all Saad has to do, I've got years and years of experience <laughs> with this now, this look. She just gives this kind of twinkle. She was talking about recreating Axe's Easter. Yeah. And um, she just literally gave me this look. And I knew. Right? I knew. She didn't say anything after that. Nope. But you knew that she was referring. And you didn't say anything after that either. Just gave her a look back. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about <laughs> it this. Was a- this knowing, mm-hmm, I accept this idea of yours, and I think you should know without me saying anything further that right. I'm down with that. It was like, eh? 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 But, but nothing else was said. <laughs> nothing else was said. So fast forward a couple nights after, um, we are at, at a friend's, Shermie, 
Shermie's birthday party, which is this big kink event. It's the event of the year. And it was a really fun party. It was that a really was, fun party. It was great. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was really great. And somehow it comes up in conversation again. I don't know how it was. Oh, you're forgetting the most hilarious part of this story is the fact that there's some random, attractive, strange woman sitting next to us yeah. right. with her sub or friend or whoever on the other side of her, and she's overhearing this. So Saad says, I think I'm thinking of recreating on Easter, whatever, and before she can even finish the sentence, you, Natasha, say... I'm totally game for this before she can even finish this, which makes me think like I think they they planned this whole thing out long. We like literally planned it through a look, knowing looks. <laughs> the woman sitting next to us at this party is like, oh my god, you guys are amazing. Well, I don't even notice her for a while because and literally she's literally sitting on my lap. Yeah. She's that close. It's a cram packed party, right? Yeah. And she's listening intently, but I don't even notice this. Because I'm so in the throes of what's about to go down. Oh, right. just like this Sunday, Easter. It right. has to be Easter. Yeah. Yes. Future threesomes are going to be, or, or like being planned, and she's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, oh, that was uh, fun, and that added to the thrill of it. Actually, was talking about it like that. And then we we went to a brunch beforehand. Yeah, we, we went, went to, to brunch. Easter brunch. That's right. Or forced to watch RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. over and over and over again. And. We were going to go from there to our place, and that subway ride from that party, it was a long subway ride, that subway from the party. It was a very long subway ride. It was ride. a very long and quiet subway ride. Right. I was very surprised. <laughs> With these, like, for me at least, are just like these little knowing smiles. I know, like, we just shy, like, kept looking smiles. at each other. You two keep looking at each other. I'm just looking forward like, how can I possibly make this... How am I going to screw this up? I'm going to screw this up somehow. Am I going to so say? You're nervous. I was very nervous. Yeah, I was, everybody I was, was nervous. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely nervous. But it happened. We got photo proof. We have photo evidence of it. Yeah, it's right here on the wall. Yeah. Let's all look at it. And oh. it was really, really fun. It was. It was so good. We had to take a smoke break in the middle. We took like two smoke breaks, and it did not end. No. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then we did it again. We had Easter too. I guess you could say. Right. We Which sort of kind of, I don't know how that happened. I think you were having a little difficulty in your life. You were just having a little stressed. Yes. I remember how it happened. It's dated. So that should tell us. It was the day we came back from spending my birthday in the Catskills. Right. And we'd been with all these sexy, kinky people out in the woods for like... I remember what it is. Five days, and right. we were just insanely horny. But you had been talking about the whole time how you wanted to tie Natasha up on a on a on a tree stump, mm-hmm. and then like whip, whip her, and then like finger fuck her, and all this. this you was, wanted to make me cry. Yeah. Like, no, it was get it ejaculating out. on flowers. That's, That's what, what oh, I wanted right. to make you do. Is yeah. I wanted to so, tie you to a log and make you ejaculate. This whole time, and then the flowers. last. Right. This whole time, and then the very last day, I can now I know Natasha enough to so I can look in her eye to know that she's like. You're he- she's hearing all this talk. She's hoping something's going to happen, right? But I was actually very hesitant, and I you definitely vibed this out because we're good play partners. Yeah. You totally felt... You saw a look. And I wasn't comfortable. I'm not very comfortable with public play. But... And definitely... That, I'm saying that last day... Public was hard. That last day when it was just the three of us. Right, so then it's building up. It's like I want something to happen. <laughs> right, right. Horny, <laughs> and I need to get all of this out, and... It's been talked about, so it's been visualized. <laughs> but it, I wasn't comfortable with the public play. Yeah, but we had a conversation. We're out there, and Saad's inside going to the bathroom or something like that. And somehow, you and I started talking about it. 
And I could tell you were like, is something going to happen? And I'm like, and I was like, I'm. She's and I had a really about. bad headache that yeah. day. And you had just been out sunbathing without your top on and having him give you a rub down. Right. So yeah. I am getting everybody's gone at this point. It's just <laughs> the three of us in this fantastic cabin in the middle of the woods, and like you're getting this lubed rub down, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> And so I thought, I thought, well, this is going down. This is happening. This is happening. So we're watching a movie. We were watching Ghostbusters or something uh, in, in the cabin. By the way, the only thing that was on my mind was sex. <laughs> Me too. I'm sitting there thinking this. And I'm sitting like, this is going to happen. Like, maybe as soon as the movie's done, knowing Sod, she's just going to jump up and she's going to, like, make me strip or make Natasha strip. I said, something's going to happen. Three quarters of the movie, I look over. Natasha's asleep. Or at least acting asleep. I don't know. Something she's like asleep, and Saad's like, I think we gotta go to bed. And I'm like, all right, well there you go, you know that's that's fine. And I thought for a second, I'm like, that's kind of should we make her should we should we have Natasha like go to bed or something? She doesn't wake up alone on the couch or something, so she doesn't know what's going. But um, then the next day we drive back, we get here. Saad has a bit of a headache. Then she starts sketching something in her jackoff journal, and she's like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I think we had another look exchange then too. We right. were smoking cigarettes, and there was just and it had been like a headache or migraine for two days. I mean, it wasn't yeah. too terrible, but it was seriously obnoxious. It was not sexy time in the head, and I was like, "All right, well, maybe sex is the cure for headaches." So I was like, "Let's fucking do this." And what did you do? Well, I. You just wanted to... You know what? Why were we talking about this? You know the answer. Moving on. No. I stripped you both. I stripped you both. Did I have my cute little outfit on at that point in the game? You had the skirt on. Yeah. I had to... I put her in a pleated schoolgirl skirt that's more like a gothy bad schoolgirl skirt because it's got giant safety pins in it. And uh, I had you in over-the-knee socks. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I put her hair in pigtails and then braided those. And then I flipped up her skirt and had her masturbating. That's right. And I had to look upside down. Actually, I couldn't see anything. I could just hear, speaking of audio, like what was going on behind me. Oh, that was hot. (laughs) But then you were still, like, telling me to do things. And so you were then tied on the bed, kneeling. And then I put her over your back with really tight nipple clamps on mm-hmm. and then tied you that way and then I took the nipple clamps off and I told you to just rub your nipples over his back oh that's right and it was really hot skin I, I pride myself on my really hot skin mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good and then I squirted a whole bunch yeah and then I remember there at- were no flowers though but we did water them I remember at one <laughs> See, and the, the the thing for me too is that I, I in both Easter one and Easter two, I found myself going like, okay, I don't want to overstep any bounds or anything like that. I don't want to overstep any bounds, and but at the same time, I want to turn sod on and I want to turn you on, right? So I was like, and so for the most part, I was just like, I'm just gonna sit back and I'm gonna sit back and do nothing. I'm, I'm just gonna do what I'm told basically, and then something happened at some point where. I would ask for permission to do something, and then I could see how it was turning 
sod on and I could see how it was turning you on. I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay for me to do things. I can do things. You can participate. I can participate <laughs> without... But like like Easter 1, there's two things that, that happened on Easter 1 where it was like... I'm, I was like... We were all nervous too because we're, you know, we're doing this friendship bridge or something. We'd been talking about sex and our likes and everything forever that I think maybe we overestimated how much we'd given each other permission to do mm. on Easter 1. Totally. And I definitely felt like I had to be led on Easter 1. Well, on Easter 1, too, here's the other thing, is that on <laughs> Easter 1, uh, you had meant, Natasha, you said, you know, I think I want to be sort of like a schoolgirl, not really knowing what to do, so you guys can, like, show me what to do. I heard this. So I did not hear this. So, so she's not really changing anything, so I thought, okay, I guess... So we're, she and I are making out on the couch, or on the, on the bed, and we look over, and... There's Natasha. She's wearing all her clothes. We make out a little bit longer. I go down on sod. Now, next thing you know, Natasha's shirt is off. And like every time she we turn around, she gets closer and closer to the bed. She's, you know, <laughs> and lost an article of clothing. And then there's at one point where where where, where you are, I don't know why I'm laughing at this. Where you uh, are going to go down on sod, and you said like, "What should I do?" And I didn't realize. I think I actually said like, "What should I do?" Right. And I was like. Oh, you just put your mouth on here and licking. Yeah. Now I'm gonna eat your ass. You know, it's like it was like there was, and then afterwards you'll be I'm like, fine. You'll be fine. Just get up there. Do the right. twiddle diddle. I always thought, and then afterwards, like days later, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, damn! You do squirm a lot too. You squirm a lot, in a in a good way. This is not a bad. Yeah. This is not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do squirm a lot, don't I? I want to put you in a birthing chair and make you squirt. Whoa. I'll tell you why I squirm a lot when it comes to that, because the G-spot is really uncomfortable. And it's like, I don't like it until I love it. <laughs> and then I go back to like, okay, this is too much. And I'm like exhausted. And then I get another fit of energy and I'm like, okay, well, moving around. Here's the other thing too, is that, uh, and, and I don't have these thoughts until after the fact. I'm not thinking this during it. But there was a point where uh, you were tied to the head of our bed. And I had I was going down on you while Sod was whipping me or caning me or doing some sort of corporal punishment. You're squirming while I'm getting caned. While I'm also so I'm trying to do all these things. I'm trying, and it, it's it's hard because you find when you're going down on a woman, you you had it's like a it's like a uh, being a safe cracker. You have to find the right combination of things. Because some people don't like their clit sucks. Some exactly people... where I was asking you at Easter 1. What? Like, how do you do this? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, right. And which is why I was like, oh, you just blow, use your mouth, there you go. And so I was like, I'm like, I'm trying to be a safe cracker. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, what's, what's, the, what's the right combination? Not just necessarily to make you come, but just to make you feel better. And... You're squirming while at the same time I think I've, I've, I'm about to figure out something, and then whack, and I'm like, oh, I lost it. So I jump, which makes you jump. Which I, it was very, it was very, it was kind of funny. Afterwards, I was like, we're like a bowl of jello. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, well, so I just can't. Maybe I'm putting thoughts in your brain, but you're just like, I, I gotta fuck. So you and you and I saw it. We fuck while she's tied up. She needed a break, and I needed some stimulation myself. And I was like, ah, perfect timing. She'll lay there panting. 
And by the time she can open her eyes, I'll be coming. And I love to watch. But, uh, I, I, when we were hanging out last, you and I, Natasha, we had some drinks. And almost like you just said something that I, I was really self-conscious about for about a day. Uh, you said... This goes back to that first conversation where, like, an experience happens, something said, or an action happens. And for me, I just do-do-do. I think nothing of it. And right. you were like... Kind of fretting it for a damn. I was sorry. No, no, it, well, it was because so Natasha just says you guys fuck really hard, but she didn't have like a look on her face like it wasn't like you guys fuck really hard. <laughs> it was like that, or, it was, but and it also wasn't you guys. Ugh, you guys fuck really hard. It wasn't either one. It was no, just it was like, passionate. It was like you guys fuck really hard. But I, it was like that. And I, I asked for a little clarification, and I, then I, I realized I wasn't really... I, I should not dive into this further, with, especially without Saad there. I thought, you know, just... And I got home, and I said, Saad, so Natasha said something. Do I... And I, I look at it, do I fuck you too hard? You know? And, I was, and she's like, no, you fuck me just great. What's, where, you, where, where did this come from? And I'm, I'm talking... <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Maybe I've been fucking her the wrong way this whole time, and, oh, and she's just making sorry. her come or whatever. It was more of an observation. Right. Said passionately after a few glasses of wine. Yeah, because I've been fucked really hard. A lot. Sure. (laughs) Well, I know, but but being fucked really hard is not necessarily... But I should say... You like to jackhammer. Well, it also makes her come, like, multiple times. It's really... I mean, it's... It's intense. It's not constant. It's not constant. I'm not constantly jackhammering. I should... I want to stress that. Jackhammer. That's awesome. So then... Was there was there anything that you, as being the the third person, I mean, not that you were like the outsider or anything like that, mm-hmm. but um, was there anything that you, but you've been the third person in other threesomes in the past? Yeah, but this was really, like, it's, it was a very healthy experience. It was probably the one of the best experiences I've had. It's the only good threesomes I've had. That's for sure. Yeah. It's the only good threesome I've had, because the first one was not... Um, but I think that there's a certain chemistry, like, I don't know. Maybe that's why I can't vibe with, like, the swingle... The swing... Okay, let's start that over. <laughs> the swinger scene, I mean, I tried that, and I've tried, like, the public play parties, and it's all really fun, but being with people that you're really compatible with and have a connection and the energy and there's an intimacy, which I think is important for me, is like so much better and it's just so much more. Um, Orgies are a little vanilla too. They are, and they're just they they lack any sort of interestingness. And it's sort you of know, and impersonal, it's, and yeah, and it seems like the whole purpose is just to get. The other person off, or I mean, yeah. yeah. Whereas this was this was different. This was the the other thing too that I remembered is that at the very end, we were like we got out of the shower, uh, and Sada just ha- finished having a heart uh, a heart attack. I said <laughs> she had just finished having a headache. You, you know, had been dealing with something in your personal life that you know, just a bad relationship that was you were kind of kicking out of your life. And so you had been feeling a little down, um, and Saad's walking through naked, might I add, naked through the, the apartment, feeling really good. You are coming back from the door or whatever like that, and you're skipping through the hallway naked. <laughs> I think I did a leap. You did. You did a leap. You frolicked naked, and I'm standing there going, this is very, this is very unique. This is a very <laughs> unique situation. It's one. 
wonderful. It was. It was really wonderful. So it, afterwards, it wasn't. It, it, they had this really nice feel, like, "Hey, look what we did," type yeah. of thing. And no then, shame, no kicking anybody out. We may not be cuddling in bed for the next couple of hours watching a movie, but right. it's but all good. Exactly, and that's the cool thing I, about our relationship is that we hang out all the time. Yeah. How often do we like play? Often enough, but not like crazy often. You know, we still yeah. have this friendship, right. which is really intense. There's a lot of love. And we all just trust each other and our boundaries. Totally. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry that you're going to come home and find out she's been there earlier in the day and fucked silly and then went home. If if that happens, you know we're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a really special thing. And then, recently, we came up with a bat signal. We did. And this was, this was uh, I don't know how this even came to be. I remember it was sad. Of course it was sad. What am I <laughs> it saying? was totally sad. Right, right. I don't know who. Why would I even ask that question? Why would I even want? Well, also you and I were sitting around and we were talking about. Uh, I don't. We, well, we were drunk. We were drunk basically. And then I got home and I'm asking, like, I'm telling Saad all about the. The night, the conversations, and you had also mentioned how you 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 said something like. I definitely need to get laid before the X, Y, and Z date, or whatever like that. And uh, Sada was like, well, maybe we could have, like, a, a bat signal, so that if you're in the mood, you're, like, you're horny, you just need to get off, and you just need to be played with, or beaten, or whatever, that uh, you just have this bat signal, and it's like, you just come over, and of course, Sada said it a lot dirtier than this, <laughs> and your needs will be taken care of, type of thing, right? Sada was more like, she was like, We'll just make you make you come until you can't come anymore and screw it everywhere. We're and... gonna get all the come out of you, girl. Right, right. Probably something along those lines. But that was that was very that was very entertaining then. Yeah, but I thought we were gonna. What is the bat signal? Well, did we, we didn't we decide in a word? Well, I like kaka kaka. Oh, that's right. And you, what was yours? Mecha lika hai, mecha hai ni ho. Mecha lika hai, mecha shiny ho. Right. Like the the unsexiest thing you could possibly say. Right. Maybe you just say, "Hey, listen, you guys. If something doesn't happen soon, I'm going to start hanging off of everything in the neighborhood." <laughs> no, because it, I try that. Right. You know, because that doesn't take much. It just requires like my bathroom or my kitchen. Right. Or my desk. Right. In my hands. Right, this is true. But yeah, so now so now you have the bat signal. Now I have the bat right. signal. I haven't busted it out yet. <laughs> What's it gonna well I mean, what do you think? You think you're gonna have to get to a certain point where Oh you're no, just bat like, signal guys, bat signal. Are you, <laughs> are you saying right now? Are you saying bat signal right now? Yes, gonna, I am. You really? Yeah. Alright, let's pause it. Oh god, okay. Well that was quick. So that happened. <laughs> that signal works. That signal successful. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as we were over, we were over. As soon as we were done uh, doing what we did, uh, Tasha looks at me and she goes, "I knew that was going to happen today. Did you know that was going to happen today?" I'm like, "Of course I didn't know that was going to happen." Did you? <laughs> Saw? Did you have any inclination that was going to happen today? Obviously not, because I I haven't shaved. 
right. But you knew that was going to happen? Well, I knew that if I called the bat signal, it would happen. Right. I knew I was going to call the bat signal today for sure. <laughs> Why did you know they were going to call? You were just extremely horny and wanted and or... Yeah, you don't put something like that out there in the world and right. not call the bat signal like <laughs> okay. as soon as you see the other group of people. And I actually think I've seen you guys like twice since then, but yeah. never like always publicly. So it was like the tease. We talk about it, talk about it. Boom, boom, boom. You, we were at a party recently. We were sitting around, and you had you said you, you Back brought it up. Back high. Yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere, we were like, "What? Wait, wait what, do we I, have to go now?" Is it like, now? I just wanted to try it. Right. It's like testing, testing. Right. One, two. And I'm, I'm like, "You don't test that. You don't call a false. <laughs> you don't call an all." So do you feel better now? I do. Yeah. Do you feel better now? <laughs> yeah. We all had orgasms. Uh, uh, we all had orgasms, right? Yeah. I feel very sexually fulfilled right now. That's good. <laughs> the funny part is we go we go into the bedroom. I'm like, all right, well, I, I, am I getting naked too? Are we all getting naked? And then Saad goes, she's like, no, the, she's just getting naked at first. This is all about her first. We're, we're, it's her bat signal. So it's all about getting her off first. And if we, we end up, if we're turned on afterwards, then we'll fuck. I'm like, well, I'll, yes. I'll be turned on afterwards. <laughs> I, I, right. Well, that, that, the bat signal works fine then. Yes, but a bat signal is now called Labor Day. Oh, is it? Should it be Labor Day? I, I still kind of like bat signal. You do? You yeah. just like bat signal. Well, like we were just talking about in the shower, and we were talking about like how holidays are awesome when we're all hanging out together, <laughs> <laughs> and how usually you know we end up fucking on we the holiday. Celebrate every holiday together. Mm-hmm. So it will be just like. Is today Arbor Day? Today, is it, does, it, does Arbor Day count? Does, does the president's birthday count? Today's a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the banks are open, but that's all right. I think using the phrase bat signal is good because, let's say for a second, Mark, we're all sitting around and you said, and you accidentally say Labor Day. Right. Then we'd be like, all right, pounce. Because yeah, that's going to happen. Well, it could. You never know. It could come up in conversation. Well, how about if it's like, it's bat signal, right? And then whatever the holiday is after that, whatever we choose that holiday to be, we'll put like semicolon. Okay, well, there you go. Bat signal. There you go. Labor day. Um, so so that, that's what we'll write on the Polaroid. Yeah, that's perfect. Or even a comma, just like the day it happened. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I, I have jelly legs right now, and I'm just kind of like, chill. Yeah, today's um, a good day. We ordered some food. Do you want to do some Twitter questions? Sure. And then, is there anything else you want to talk about what just happened? Anything else that comes to mind? We'll talk about it the next one. Okay, all right, <laughs> the next time. All right. These are questions for t- t- from, from, I said, t- Titter. <laughs> uh, Freudian slip there. You show pictures of food, but write about sex. This is from Troy Orleans. Mm-hmm. Is there a correlation? What's the uh, is there a correlation in there? Mm. Well, I take pictures of food not because of the food itself, because of the experience of the food, and I write about sex not because of the sex itself, because of the experience of the sex. Yeah. So I just started pairing those two together, and it's not necessarily like a food sex thing, although that's what it's turned out to be. But it just seems right to me because sometimes I just I don't want to show like, I don't know, I don't want to show a spread eagle, bald pussy. Even though that's what I want to write about, but isn't it cool to pair it with, like, something I ate at my mom's house the other day, a coffee cake on a really interesting table. Right. And also, one could argue that they both nourish you. Yes. Yes. I Just thought, we're all nodding very smartly thought, right now. I thought now. that was very yes. smart of me to say Persist. that. I thought that was very, uh, I'd like to point out that I was very smart <laughs> in that saying. Uh, she had a follow-up. What's the kinkiest thing you've done? 
Oh, I've done a lot of kinky things. Um, it's hard to quantify because one person's kink is What enough. we just did was really fucking kinky. Like, we just were in the middle of a podcast, by the way, hanging out on a, a Monday, and all of a sudden, it was like, bat signal. Oh, yeah? Okay, come on. And then, like, I got naked. There were dildos that had been boiled coming out, and Hitachis, and fingers, and kink, and kink. <laughs> uh, here's another from Twitter. What scene... What scene do you want to photograph that you haven't, but you just haven't had the opportunity to do so yet? Hmm. I honestly can't think of any off the top of my head because I go at it like there's people I want to photograph, but I never go at it with like, oh, I need to photograph that particular fetish or this type yeah. of scene. So it's all really organic and anything I haven't photographed yet, I'm really excited to. I just don't know what that looks like yet. So do, do you ever hear something and you're like, oh, God, I'd love to photograph that? Or is it I just was kind talking of- to um, uh, Mistress Megan recently, and we're talking about doing a photo shoot. I don't even know if I should say it. Yeah, I could say it. It just involves glitter and extreme corporal. Right. So I think like putting fantasy within this reality... And it is fantasy, and it is reality, but, you know, it's like a play on each other. Yeah. It sounds really fun to me, like an explosion, like a crazy, crazed dream fetish scene. So that would be fun. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, has there been a scene... I don't know why, I'm just, I'm just googly right now. <laughs> has, there been a scene that, uh, has there ever been a scene that you photographed that really turned you off? Yes. I photographed a brown shower a couple of times at Rapture. So that was um, video, not yeah. photography, and that was really intense. Like the whole experience. Shall I tell it? I wasn't there. <laughs> well, you don't. don't yeah, you don't have to get into gory there. details, but it was just. It was just gross. It was just really gross. It's just not a fetish of mine, and I had to get really close up with the camera, like underneath the toilet seat, yeah. and I couldn't actually move my eyes from the screen because sometimes I like to pop out and like watch. And that was something that I had to stay inside the realm of, like, this video being taped. Right. It was intense. And then I got yelled at later on for not getting close enough. And I thought that was really just... I was like, are you kidding? Like, how could you... Not enough pucker. Right? Like, once you cross a line... Yeah. Like, for me, that was kind of like crossing a a line. You can't unsee it. How much closer do you want to get, man? Yeah. Like, you want me to light the poop? This has to be an... It was just like it is there it is happening it is from asshole to mouth oh, close okay. up i'm watching it like there is it was intense and i can i can even handle a roman shower but i can't handle a brown shower scene yeah. or photographing it anymore it's not my thing yeah but anybody who likes it i'm not knocking it i'm just saying she, it's you just don't thing. want to photograph it right yeah. uh, i was wondering how far along natasha gornick has gotten with publishing a book of her blog it would also make a great movie oh wow are you that publishing nice. a book of your blog have you thought about that it's totally in the back of my mind, but yeah, and I hopefully, I mean, there's no talk of it just yet, of the blog, but I'm just going to keep going with it, and that's really what I hope for. And also, you're you're, you're doing something very generous. You're you're donating some of your time and your talent uh, for the Massacast. If oh yes. Donates to the show. You will do a photo shoot with them. I will. I'll. Do, it's a two-hour session, photo session. Um, we can talk. We can. There's, studio or we can do an environment just take a look at my website or my websites and if anything fits your fancy we can talk about doing something like that so this could be anything from a couple that wants to do a sexy boudoir photo shoot mm-hmm. or a, a, a pro dom 
or pro sub or someone who wants to do something for their site or someone who just wants professional photos taken of them in general. Yeah, exactly. Right. It doesn't have any sexual necessarily. No. Knowing Natasha, she will somehow make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want some wine? Right. <laughs> I have this glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's very generous of you. That's oh, very... it's my pleasure. Now, all the it's details are on, on the website. They'll be able to see, you know, it's not going to be at your place. They have to pick the place or something like that. But that's very, that's very generous of you. Know? Did you have any follow-up questions? Do you have anything else you wanted to add, Saad? No, I am just happy that I have good friends and good fuck buddies. Amen to that. <laughs> now let's eat some pad thai. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Natasha and Saad, of course. If you want to hear uh, excerpts, some of the outtakes, some of the more filthier outtakes from this episode... Uh, they will be included in the second bonus episode for those who donate $100 or more. If you've already donated $100, you will be getting it uh, in about a month is when it's going to be done. It has also outtakes from the Mistress Crimson and Troy Orleans episode. There's a whole bunch of stuff on it. If you donated $50, you get the first bonus episode. $100 gives you the second and the first bonus episode. Massacast.com forward slash donate. Also details there on uh, the photo shoot with Natasha Gornick. We will see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.